Welcome back to the Boston Crab Podcast. It is Monday. Um, it's kind of crazy. We did like seven hours. Yeah, seven hours worth of pods last week. And, you know, I'm glad I'm back on it. I'm glad I'm, you know, you know using my outlet to my advantage. But I, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of appalled with how I acted on Saturday night. I mean, like, I'm vulgar, usually, like, I'm cussing and stuff, but I feel like I was way more angry, and that's not what I want to come across as, like, I was pissed off, but the point of doing this is to have fun, and, you know, I had a massive headache the next day, I had a stomach ache, because I was so stressed and young, but there's a lot of things I said. Maybe the frequency that I said it that that, um, that doesn't really stick out with me. So um, I'm not saying I'm abandoning that, but I'm uh, I think tonight I'm just gonna try to play PG, or at least PG thirteen, because um, I still I still curse regardless. But um, Yeah, no, if I if I offended anybody, if it got a little too much, then I'm sorry. Um obviously I, I tend to be uncensored on here, but that that was that was just a little uh a little too much. So, um I guess there's uh, a couple of things that need to be discussed. Uh the Celtics on a two game winning streak and there's been rumors that Oh my god. So tired. I've been up since like 9 30 today. It's been a it's a long day. Honestly, uh I somehow lost my inhaler twice in the course of twenty four hours. Um so that kind of blows. Oh wow. <laughs> the Rams are absolutely taking the Cardinals to the woodshed. Um Wow, unranked Oregon beat UConn. Not not a lot of not a lot of good uh going on right now. Um yeah, not a lot of good stuff going on right now. Um with New England sports. I mean Bruins, I don't wanna give them that wagon status, but um they are uh, doing pretty darn good right now, man. Uh, Bruins, they're uh, they won on Saturday. They won on Thursday. They won on uh, Wednesday, then Monday, and I think their only loss was three two to the to the Wild. I think they've only lost. They've only lost once in twenty twenty two. And that was the wild, and the wild are, 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 you know, doing really well, too. Um, I think that COVID break was the best thing that happened to us because we were, like, we lost to the Islanders. We lost to Vegas. We lost the, we somehow beat the Oilers on the road, and we beat the Flames. And we lost to the Canucks. We, we, we did not do well. 
in December. And speaking of the Canucks, there's a lot of, uh, they're a weird team, you know, in, in, in this, uh, in this regard. Um, they seem like they're, I don't know how to say it. They seem like they were on the upturn, right? They won a bunch of games in a row. But since then, they've they've kind of dropped down. Their goal differential is just minus 12. And it just... Oh, like... The Pacific is the worst division in hockey in terms of just the teams, you know. Um, You look at the East, you have... You know, five teams vying for a playoff spot. It's obvious Buffalo and Ottawa and Montreal aren't there. Then you look at the Metropolitan, you have their their wagon of a division, but it it basically seems like it's just gonna be Rangers, Carolina, Washington, and Pitt all fighting for this spot. And it, those those are gonna probably be your one, two, three, four, unless you see a collapse and some surprise rise from I think it's either gonna come from Philly or New Jersey. And they go over to the West. And, you know, Winnipeg is way behind. Dallas is behind. Chicago's behind. I won't be surprised to see uh, Mark andre Fleury traded. And, you know, like, Mark, honestly, with uh, and Edmonton, with all, all the stuff that they're doing, right, they, they're they 2-6-2. They haven't won in six. They're, they're, oh, they've lost their last six. Their goaltending is atrocious. Maybe they kind of trade for Mark Andre Fleury, because um, you know I think he's pending UFA, and you know Blackhawks aren't going anywhere. They had that cute little run last year before they before they finally came back down to earth. But yeah, no Chicago Chicago's not going anywhere. Um, and Winnipeg, they 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 have they have a lot to uh, a lot to work on. It's kind of sad how, how um how Dallas went from making the Cup final in twenty twenty, and how much they've fallen. I know they had a lot of COVID issues last year, a lot of injury issues, but you know Sagan and um, Ben are just not the same players they were. Now you're looking at the Pacific. Uh, you have basically all the team. You have. Vancouver, who's 11 points behind the number one spot. You have potentially, I mean, Seattle is just atrocious. They're 1-8-1 one, in one their last 10. I mean, if anyone expected Seattle to do anything, then you're, you're dumb. But you have seven of those teams fighting for those four spots, and they're all really close with each other. Vegas has 48. L.A. has 45. Anaheim has 45. San Jose has 44, and uh, Calgary has 40. Edmonton are behind with 38, and Vancouver has 37. You know, shout out to the Anaheim Ducks, because you know what? Anaheim Ducks is just, they've, they're a weird-ass team, because, you know, they won the Cup back in, I think, it was 05, maybe 07, and, you know, they just they just hover between, like, are they going to blow it up? I mean, one year they were, like, the best team in hockey, and the next year they were the worst, it seems. Shout-out to uh, Trevor Zegras. You know, he's not just that. 
that gimmick uh, pass for the goal. I mean, he has 29 points, and then gets laugh. You know, he he doesn't he hasn't scored many goals, but he has 24 points, and it's just weird how many players, how many top scoring players have have a minus, on their plus minus, but they're 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 third in the standings, for for the Pacific, and then. You got LA, who who who's been struggling to get back to relevancy since the two twenty fourteen Cup run. You got uh, Kopitar is having an amazing season. I would love to see Anz Anza Kopitar get back in the playoffs. Um, he's having a good season. Kempa's having a good season. Dowdy is still. Somehow producing. Like, I thought that dude was being held together by scotch tape. But, um, shout out to Drew Doughty. Like, still kind of making his money the way that, like, he's intended to do so. You know, like, like, he, like what he's worth. Um, but, and then, uh, is, uh, Jonathan Quick still being an amazing goalie? Milford represent, two oh three represent, and uh, San Jose, San Jose, dude. Never mind the Kane drama, and then they got Thomas Hurdle, who's gonna be at UFA, I think, this year. Expect him to be dealt. But Myers doing really well. He has forty five points, twenty and twenty five. Hurdle has thirty five points. Couture, Brent Burns is still one of the best assisting de defensemen. Carlson's stepping up. Dude, I thought Carlson was going to fall off the face of the earth. But him and Brent Burns are still delivering. You know, I mean, Brent Burns is 36. I don't know how much longer he, he could do this for, but man has 23 points and uh, has 23 assists in uh, 40 games. And then you got, but the weirdest thing is, is it's their, their goaltending. Like, they're losing games. Like, they're, they're 27, I mean, they're, they're basically barely above 500, but their save percentage is really good. Um, Hill and Reamer have been holding it down. But, um, yeah, dude, Pacific's weird. Like, like, last year's conference, like, divisions felt, like, a little bit more uh, balanced, just geographically, but you're, you're seeing this conference, dude. There's, in this division, there's no, re no logical reason why Edmonton is 6 out of 8 behind San Jose and Anaheim. But back to Vancouver. Regar in regards to the Bruins, I see Vancouver being a prime trade target, uh, trade partner for us. Um depending on how they look at the trade deadline. Obviously, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm probably being a little, you know, delusional. But, uh... Let me check some contracts real quick. Because that might actually help my case. But, uh... The guy I have my eyes on is Bo Horvat. He has, um, he has, I think, two or three years left on his deal. Um, absolute hometown, absolute 
absolutely cheap. He would be perfect on the second line with Taylor Hall and whoever we got the right on the on the uh, the right way because it could be Craig Smith, but it's definitely not going to be Jake DeBrus. It's going to be whoever we trade Drake Jake DeBrus for. We're smart enough to actually trade him. But yeah, no, he's a he's a UFA in two years. He has a his, somehow he's his contract. His contract was really weird. It went six. Six and a half, then seven, then five point seven, three and a half, five point seven again, and then it next year it's going down to uh four point uh basically four and a half. So he, he's basically a free agent in the next offseason uh for the twenty twenty three. So he he's a free agent next year after next season. So he Bo Horvat, he's obviously the captain of the Canucks. They made the playoffs at least once or twice. Um, he's a guy I have my eyes on just because he is that he's that he makes us younger. He and he he could be potentially after Bergy retires, he could be that first line center for us. You know, from what I see, he's not a defensive liability. He's obviously a good passer, good playmaker, and in addition to that, he's also um, he's a decent power play goal scorer. He has five on the year. Decent ice time. So yeah, um, Bo Horvat is another good one. Obviously, Elias Pettersson and JT Miller are 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 guys that they want to build around. JT is JT Miller's twenty eight, and then you have Elias Pettersson, who I believe is only Elias Pettersson's only twenty three. So those are going to be the two guys that you're really going to want to build around because you got JT Miller who is producing at an elite level. We got Elias Pedersen, who is the young buck. Um, but the guy I'm, 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 I'm uh, looking at as well is Garland. Is uh, Connor Garland. He played with Halsey, Taylor Hall, in um, Arizona. And they played pretty, they, they played pretty well together. Um, there's a recent mic'd up uh, thing I just saw. He's like, you, uh, you need me. Or, uh, he said basically, basically it was like he misspoke, like he tripped over his own words. And a lot of people were thinking like, oh, like he wants to come to Boston because Connor Garland's from Chichewit, Massachusetts. So it would, it would kind of make sense, obviously, because like Bruins love their hometown guys. Like you, got, we got, you look at, uh, Coyle, you look at Matt, not McAvoy, um, Grizzlick. Uh, that wags before they released him, but uh, Garland is um, he just got locked up to uh, on a deal, so he's not as likely. But um, you know, Vancouver's a team that intrigues me because they're hot and they're cold, dude. They're, they, they, I don't know what they're trying to do in terms of uh how serious they are about making playoffs because they just kind of seem like they're just existing. Um, another team that, that's probably looking to have a fire sale, everything must go, you know, take the money and run type type uh, approach to this, uh, you know, upcoming trade deadline with their financial situation and just their whole organizational situation. I'm looking at the Arizona Coyotes. Um, like they, 
don't even know what their I don't even know what the record is. They've won nine games all year. So they, they're winning basically twenty five percent of their games. Uh they do did get four points from overtime, but it, it's kinda hilarious how they're not even the worst team in the NHL. Like it's it's so crazy how the Canadians just made the playoff made no screw making the playoffs. They made the Stanley Cup final, right? And the Arizona Coyotes, who basically just base, who uh, sold off pretty much all their team, and now the only guy they have left is probably Chitrin and freaking uh, who, who they have, Chitrin and Keller, and and on a lower on a lesser case, uh, feel the thrill. Like, they're like the. I'm stuttering because I'm just like you just made the Stanley Cup final, and a team that just barely you know has their head above water. That's the team that's doing better than you, in the in the middle of the desert. You know, like Montreal is supposed to be like the New York Yankees of hockey, and they don't even have twenty points in the seat in the seasons already almost halfway over. Like what are you doing? They already fired their head coach, you know. And then you got you got uh, you got Caulfield, you got Suzuki. I don't even know who the hell is on their team anymore. But um, Keller, he's probably gonna find a new home. In all honesty, he's only twenty three. But honestly, maybe Keller's the Keller might be the only guy that they keep. You know, like just just being just being honest, like. That might be the only person you could build around at this point. Phil the Thrill Kessel, I would love to see him back in Boston. Uh, 21 assists, he'd be perfect on the second line, even the third line, if we really, depending on who we are lucky enough to get. Uh, let's check his con- let's check his contract. Phil Kessel contract. You know, he's still delivering at an amazing, in my opinion, amazing level. Uh, he's a, he's a UFA, yeah, he's a UFA this year, um, I don't know, man, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Phil, Phil Kessel coming back to, uh, coming back to Boston after almost 10, how many years, at least 10 years, um, somehow, so he somehow reworked his contract where, Although he has a cap hit of sixty eight hundred, I mean six point eight million dollars, his his uh, base salary is basically just oh he has a no movement clause, but he, and he has a six point eight million dollar cap hit. But you know, honestly, I'm I'm sure he would love to go to a cup contender. Um, he's a UFA at the end of the year, and um, yeah. I think it, I think it might be time for him to maybe go back east. I mean, he's had moderate success out in uh, Arizona. He made the playoffs in twenty twenty, but now they're just they're just flailing their arms around, dude. It's time for uh, I would love to see Phil Kessel back in Boston. And what we need is basically a right wing, like like. That 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 we need scoring coming from the right wing, like we can't it can't just be coming from uh 
you can't just be coming from um, from pasta. You know, I mean, Pasternak has, has uh, 31 points, and the second place place red. I mean, the only guy listed as a right wing is is Cools, is Coolman, and we just cut his ass. So, oh, he just signed with the Kraken. Oh, that's cool. Good for good, good for Cools, man. I'm glad, I'm glad he, you know, he got placed on waivers. He was a good guy. He just couldn't really find his way onto the ice. Um, according to ESPN, he just, he just, he just signed with, uh, he just signed with, uh, Seattle. Oh, nope, here it is. Nesson reports, Carson Kuhlman off to the Kraken, who claimed ex-Bruins winger off off waivers, so you don't really have a dedicated right winger, according to the, according to this the roster. You have David Pasternak, and that's it. You have a bunch of guys playing on the left wing. You have Vlida, you have uh, Salarik, you have DeBrusque, who who needs to get the hell out of town. You got Nick Foligno, you got Taylor Hall, you got Eric Halla, you got. Paula, you know, he, he's a grinder. I'd love for him to stay. You got Marshawn, and then you got Nusik. So you got a bunch of guys that are just, you just, you just haphazardly throwing stuff at the wall and expecting it to stick. I, I, that doesn't sit well with me. You have a bunch of centers. Craig Smith is apparently a right winger, I guess. Um, but you got, you got, a. You got you got Trent Frederick, you got Lazar, you got Steen. Steen is proving his medal, but do you want? You can't have the only guy listed as a true right winger uh, being Pasternak. So that that just adds the necessity of getting someone like Phil the Thrill on this on this squad. Another and speaking of the Blackhawks not going anywhere. Um, let's go to the Blackhawks. Yeah, the Blackhawks aren't going anywhere. You know, they, they won three cups in, like, six years. It might be time to blow it up. Um, now you might be thinking, oh, Zach just went on a rant about right-wingers. Oh, no, is he gonna, is he talking about Kane? Or is he really talking about Kane right here? No, I'm not talking about Patrick Kane. The guy I'm talking about is not even, I don't even think he's a right-winger. It's Dylan Strom. I want Dylan Strom. He's going. He's he's heading for restricted free agency. He's only twenty four. Granted, he only has like ten points this year in uh, twenty six games, but you could probably get him for real cheap. And he's per he'd be perfect on the third, maybe even the fourth line. Um, give him like make make him earn his medal. But, you know, he's a former top three overall pick. Like, he, he was picked number three overall back in 2015. There's obviously some sort of untapped potential, and he has been getting some top-line minutes. But, you know, he's not going to get... He's not going to... He's basically third in line behind Dotch and, and, and Taze right now. And he's, he's just not... Like, if you can't even grow... On one of the worst teams in the division, then what? What the hell do you expect to do? You know, um, 
speaking of, uh, well, going back to the Coyotes, um, going back to the Coyotes, I really, you know, um, they have an absolute menace playing for them in O'Brien. Liam O'Brien, he's a forward, he's 27, 61205. Uh I don't even know what his stats are. Yeah, he has he has two points this year in 80 penalty penalty minutes. Uh and in like nine minutes of ice time per game. Like that dude is an enforcer, and that's what Boston really needs. Um I, I think he Let me go back. But like if if you do it honestly, you could probably get a massive haul from the Arizona Coyotes. And it, it's not even funny. You could you could take so many players from their roster and you put you plug them in in a lesser role on the Bruins and they're just gonna just gonna absolutely go ham. And that's what you should, you know, look for. Um, yeah, Liam O'Brien's a forward. So, you know, you can probably put him on the right wing. Um, depends. Um, a guy that I would love to have, but, you know, it's a pipe dream at this point, would be Ryan Reeves. Probably the one of the best, probably the best enforcer of our, of our, of the last decade. He only has six points. He's playing for the Rangers. Rangers are an absolute wagon right now. Um, doesn't have a lot of penalty minutes, which is kind of crazy. He has 22 penalty minutes. Um, but I, I would just, I would just love to get a couple enforcers in here. Um, we, we now have three goalies. We have Rask. We have Olmark. We got Swayman. I want to keep Sways no matter what. Olmark has a no movement clause. And Rask, obviously, if you trade him, you have a revolt in the locker room. But it's worth it's worth considering trading somebody if it means that you get to land um, someone like uh, Ryan, Nug- Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I don't know if they trade Nugent Hopkins, but who are you going to trade in order to you know get it to be relevant again? Um, so that that's why I'm looking at um I'm looking at you know Zakasian, he's a right wing, he's perfect, he he's a perfect enforcer. You got Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you got Duncan Keith, you got guys on that roster that could help us out. And another guy that I would like to have, who is an absolute enforcer, he only has two points on the year. 31 games, 79 penalty minutes. Mark uh, uh, Borowiecki. Um, Boro, he, he's obviously starting to slow down. Um, he's getting older. He's starting to break down a little bit more. But Boro is a guy that you can look into from the Predators. But then again, the Predators are are really swinging, swinging their, their, their rocket right now. I think they're second or third in their division right now. And that... that, that that central is 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 just insane. Um, but going going back to the, I know I'm kind of all over the place. I'm doing this with zero notes, zero preparation. I wanted to get kind of want to make Monday like a regular thing going forward. 
Um, fudge. Hey, I didn't say the F word. Let's go. Because um, it's not, this podcast is just about that. Like, I actually want to talk about sports. We can talk more about tomfoolery and bullshit on another day. Bullshit's PG-13, so I could say that. Now, this, Jacob, Jacob Chikorin would be amazing to have. Uh, he has a minus 29, but could you just imagine him next to McAvoy? Like, honestly, like, obviously, like, he has 128 points in 316 career games. The fact that he already has 316 career games and he's only 23 years old, I don't know. I mean, that that's pretty damn good. I mean, it means that he already's been paying, playing for almost five years. Um, at least four, you know. This dude is, is basically already a vet. Um, two goals, five assists, seven points. He's He's in COVID protocols right now. He's only played 26 games. He hasn't played since December 10th. But Chicharron, on a, on a team that's trying to rebuild, is an amazing target. Um, so if I could present some sort of trade, like, to the Coyotes, I would I would say, hey, um, what would it take to get Kessel, Chicharron, and... Maybe a guy like, uh, yeah, like Chitrin. Yeah, what would it take to get Chitrin, Kessel, and O'Brien? And acquire on Keller, too, because Keller's a right wing, and Keller would be absolutely sick on the Bruins um, with, with his assists and you know, he has a pretty good handle, but they want, that might be the one. That might be the one guy that uh, Arizona considers untouchable. Then you got Gosbeher. Uh, you might keep him around too. I'm not sure what his contract situation is, but basically, you got a lot of guys that you could, that you could trade for. Um, in, in other words, I'm, I'm looking at if I'm, if I'm looking at my top three targets. Uh, in terms of desperate teams, obviously you know the East is going to be a madhouse, and there's not going to be a lot of teams looking to part assets, no matter what their situation is, no matter how desperate they are. Um, so you got to look at the West. You got to look at you know two Canadian teams. You know Canada's hurting right now with the COVID restrictions. You know these kids can't even go out and play hockey right now. You know they're going to ha- they're having to go up. Into like the no time to die ice 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 pond gimmick, and they have to go skate around on on ponds up in the woods, you know, R- real you know I, bullshit I guess you know. Um, Edmonton, you know, if they don't make playoffs this year, you know they're they're gonna have to play McDavid like thirty minutes a night just to try and get there the way they're going now because they ain't got any goaltending. Their goaltender, their goaltending has been Swiss cheese at best. So what they're going to look to do, they're probably the most desperate team in hockey. Because you got McDavid, you got Dreisaitl, you got Nugent Hopkins. Obviously, I think Nurse has been struggling with some injuries. But you have to make playoffs. And, and not just be a first-round balance. Because, you know, th- what, what, what are you? This, basically, this might be an unfair comparison. But it's a small market. 
it's a northern market. Not a lot of people want to go play hockey in Edmonton, as, as legendary of a city and as a team as it is. You, I'm looking at Connor McDavid as the Kevin Garnett of the of NHL. Obviously, he's probably at a higher level than Kevin Garnett, but Kevin Garnett was still MVP. Kevin Garnett was still a top five player from like 2000 until like 2007. He was still one of those guys for making first team, first team, first team. But he was on a team that struggled to make playoffs. He was on a team that struggled to make advance in the playoffs. I think he only made it out of the first round once in Minnesota. And then the other time he made it to the conference finals. But other than that, not, not a, not, nothing happened for Kevin Garnett. Probably next to nothing is happening for Connor McDavid. I mean, they got swept in the first round last year. You do that with two MVPs on your team. Their situation actually might be more volatile and worse and amplified as as an absolute shit show in relation to Minnesota. Because it's not, it's not like it's like LeBron James had Dwayne Wade in Cleveland and they were getting bounced in the first round and struggling to make the finals. It's not like it's a smaller market like that where he had Dwayne Wade or where he had Shaquille O'Neal uh, right after he left the Lakers. No. You're, you're, this is worse than any other NBA star situation I think I've ever seen. You have two MVP players. Drysaddle would have it, would lead his own team if he wasn't on the, on the Oilers. It's, it's, it's even, you know, people say, oh, Mike, if Michael wouldn't be Michael, if he didn't have Scotty, well, it's even the, like the gap is even farther, I think. For Dreisaitl and McDavid. It's like 1A and 1B. It's even closer than that. It's almost like if Scottie Pippen got bumped up a couple notches, right? From like a 95 overall to 97 overall. And Jordan's the 99. You have two 97s on your team. You have a 99 and a 97. That's basically what it is right now. You have two generational talents. And you are struggling to make playoffs. The worst division in the National Hockey League. So, if there's any team that I, I don't want to hear about, you know, Tampa being desperate to make it back. I don't want to hear about the Islanders, you know, feeling sad because you know they almost made the almost made the finals last year. The Edmonton Oilers, it, it, it's Antonio Brown level of dysfunction right now. They will take what they can get. Now, I'm not saying yo, give me dry side, will get me McDavid. No, I'm not that stupid. But I am stupid enough to ask, hey, what, what do you want for Ryan Nugent Hopkins? I got DeBrusque on a couple first-round picks. I, I can at least make your situation a little bit more tolerable. Or I'm looking at, uh, yo, what, what do you want for Duncan Keith? You know, I, I need a hard-nosed defenseman. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you Linus Olmark or Tuca. I'll, I'll give you, maybe I'll give you Tuca. Or maybe I'll give you some guy I have down in, in the minors. Maybe we could do a three-team trade where Darcy Kemper... Or Ben Bishop wind up on, on, on your team. Or or somebody like or something like that. Or maybe uh but I, I don't know if they might be desperate, but they might also be stingy at the same time. They're like they could be like the Philadelphia 76 You know, you have Joel Joel Embiid is McDavid and Dry is Ben Simmons, and you know, they're trying to work things out. They're trying their best. They have Daryl Morey at the, at the helm, and they just can't make anything happen. 
You know, they went from almost making the finals three years ago, and now they're they're just another team in the East. And now that's not really that's not really a slight on them because you know, there's a lot of teams that are just another team in the East. The Milwaukee Bucks are the four seed. I mean, the Celtics. Don't even get me started on the Celtics. We're a ten seed right now. I mean, but even though that we're only like four wins behind the number one overall seed, you know, like so it, it it's very close. It's but it's closer, probably in in the Pacific Division of of the NHL. But they're still so far behind, and I know they dealt with COVID. I know they dealt with this, that, and the other thing, and injuries. But they're desperate. But I don't know if they are smart enough to realize that they're desperate because it is Edmonton, and they're losing like three million dollars a game because they draw so many, they sell that building out every basically every single game. The love the the fans deserve better than that. So Edmonton is a prime trade partner where we could get something back, and maybe we could help out their situation a little bit better. Uh, Arizona, uh, they're another um, team that just has zero identity. Their identity is a garbage bin. Like, they have the personality of a cantaloupe. They don't have any prospects right now. I don't mean prospects in terms of players. I mean, they don't have any hope and hell of, of getting out of this hole right now. They're, they're worse, probably worse off than the Sabres were last year. They're the Jacksonville Jaguars of the NHL. Nobody wants to go watch their games. Nope. It's like the opposite. Honestly, it's like the opposite of the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay Rays are being successful. Nobody wants to go see their games. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, they're horrible. Still no one wants to go see their games. They're in the middle of the damn desert. So... See what you could get for, uh, see, they should see what they could get for Chitron. They should see what they could get for Kessel. And they should see what they could get for O'Brien. And then maybe, um, I forgot the other guy. Gostabier, they could see what they, what they could get for him. And, uh, they could see, see what they could get for Keller. Because they, they're not, they're, they're, they're maybe five years away from being five years away. That's how bad it is in Arizona. The dysfunction is off the charts. And then you look at Vancouver. You don't want the, you don't want where the, whether they're coming or going or whether they're going to take that leap. You know they needed a COVID year, a COVID bubble to make the playoffs. And now you know you're looking at your younger core getting older, and you're looking at like that younger core. They're waiting. You're waiting for them to take the next step. You're looking at Bo Horvat to take the next step, but he's basically looking like a third line center for them, like in terms of priority. Because you know they got you got Elias Patterson who's getting all the hype. And you got uh, JT, who's also getting hype. So what are you going to do? You you obviously just locked up your right winger and Connor. So the they're, they're, they're a Canadian team, but it almost seems like they're barely a Canadian team, if that makes any sense. They have never won a cup. I think they made three finals. I mean, Ottawa has, has had better prospects than them. Because um, they, they, they're so far west. It almost feels like they're like a United States team, like they're like they they were the Seattle team. So you're looking you're looking at a team that is trying to find an identity that can get over the hump that has a really good motivated coach, but they need a little bit more. They need a little bit more juice. They need a little bit more hot sauce up the butt. They need a little bit more. Uh, I can't even think. They need a spark plug to ignite everything. And maybe they might not make playoffs, but you want there's somebody that you could get a guy like Bo Horvat, you could get that right winger Connor, you could get guys like that and give them a couple more extra players 
and then help them out. And then maybe you get a maybe you get a, a prospect back from them to make up for the amount of players you send. Because obviously you gotta make it match, and then you put that guy down in Providence. And Providence is the team that where everyone's like, oh man, you know, Boston doesn't really have a good prospect system, even though they won their division last year in the NHL in the AHL. So you have things that you could do, things that you gotta do. Um, we're obviously doing well. You know, we've we've lost one game in a, in almost a month and a half, like in over a month. Um, we've lost one game through the beginning of the year. And we lost it to Minnesota, and Minnesota's doing really well. So our prospects are looking good, but I'm not just looking for good. You know, when, when we're living in a city, when we're dealing with, as a Boston fan, you have the Patriots just got their ass kicked and got knocked out of the playoffs. What, what, what are we going to do? You know, we're going you know, gonna, to gonna live vicariously through Tom Brady again for the second year in a row. Or you're gonna, you know, in case, or if you're feeling really edgy and really punk, you're going to live vicariously through Jimmy Garoppolo. But other than that, or or do you want if, if you're a defensive guy and you go way back to the two thousands, you're living vicariously through Mike Vrabel from the Tennessee Titans. But other than that, you ain't got nothing to be excited about. You know, you're you're gonna go to the Super Bowl party, you're gonna eat the Buffalo wings, and you're just gonna talk shit about how this how miserable you are and how much you miss the old days. But you're just gonna live vicariously through three guys who haven't been part of this team in almost three years. Then in addition to that, you have the Red Sox, you know, did really well last year, but they're really not, the, the, the lockdown is, the lockout is still happening, and I, I don't know if we're going to get baseball this year. And you have the Celtics being the only team, and, and uh, granted, they're, they've are they won two in a row, big whoop, okay, they could be a team with 10 players out, congratulations, they won by two against the Bulls, they beat the, uh, good comeback today, finally they came back down 20 instead of blowing a 20-point lead, uh, they beat the Pelicans. Um, but you're looking at a squad that, like, the Celtics are the only team in Boston that looks like they're not trying to win a championship. Like, Bruins, they're, they're, they're making playoffs, God willing. Red Sox, you know, they, they have a good foundation. They weren't supposed to make playoffs, and they still did. Um, you know, get some more pitching, and they're, they're golden. Really good offense. And the Patriots, you know, they, they, they shortened the rebuild by about two years, two, two or three years. They, they rebuilt in one year. They have a rookie quarterback who got the kitchen sink thrown at him and still threw for like 3,800 yards and broke all these rookie uh, passing records. So you're, you're looking at three teams with really good prospects and you're looking at Boston, the Boston Celtics, and you're just looking at a bunch of guys that just don't want to be there. And people are saying, oh, you know, that core, you're not going to win with that core. No, the Stars are doing their job. All right? All right? The Stars are doing their job. It's the bench that didn't score a bat score point until basically the fourth quarter today. That's the issue. Role players, we need better role players. But back to the Bruins. The Bruins are going to be okay. But I'm not excited about a first round, second round exit. I want to get back to the cup because we don't we don't know how long how much longer Bergeron and Marshawn and, and Pasta and Rask and all these guys are going to be able to stick around. We've gotten younger. We could get even more younger through trades, see who doesn't have a no-movement clause, move some of those picks. Because they're saying our prospects suck suck as it is, so why not trade some of those picks if we're just going to whiff, if we're just going to sign a bunch of uh, slop tarts, you know, that aren't going to pan out. That's my opinion. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boston Crab Podcast. Hopefully, um, 
you know, I felt I felt good to talk about sports instead of just cursing all, all night um, and yelling at the top of my lungs. Uh, hopefully this was enjoyable, uh, hearing me rant about the Bruins for almost 45 minutes. Um, hopefully I can make uh, Mondays a semi-regular thing. Maybe I'll do something on the weekend. But until then, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy, have a good week, and uh, take care. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.